Hello, welcome to the With Love from Live show. My name is Liv and I love that you are here. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a minute since I have recorded an episode and I just wanted to give you a little update on what's been going on. So if you are not following me on social media, then I have been traveling a ton over the last few weeks, which is why I kind of took a break from the show. Um, I just wanted to be present um, and I wanted to have fun on some of these trips because um, that's what I built my business for, right? I didn't build it so that I had to be on call all the time. I built it so that I could have a lot of freedom. Um, And I was so humbled and moved and just excited to have experienced that when I traveled to Paris. Um, So I was there at the end of July and I went with my husband and my coach and it was such an incredible experience. It truly changed me in a lot of ways. Um, And it also changed how I do my business. So that's another reason why I've been quiet on here is because I've just been doing a lot of restructuring. I've been doing a lot of onboarding. Um, I actually crafted my business so that I could take on a lot more one-on-one clients because I polled you guys and um, I asked, do you like group or one-on-one coaching? And you guys said that you want one-on-one. And I've been trying to accommodate a lot of people, which is why I would do group coaching options. Um, But I hear you. I hear you that you want one-on-one. I hear you that this work is very personal. And so um, a lot of you just want your privacy with that. And I respect that. And so that's what I've been taking time to create and to make space for, for a lot more people at once. So it's been very exciting. Um, lots of changes, lots of shifting, lots of welcoming new clients, as well as some old clients, which is very fun, especially because as I move forward, um, my coaching is not exclusively dating. Um, I'm also working with people on business and just overall lifestyle mentorship. And it's been incredible. I've seen some of the most sensational changes and shifts and um, it's just why I do it right? To, to see that and to watch people step into loving their life in a new way. And that's really at the core of my business is just love. Sometimes it's romantic. Sometimes it's for what you do. Sometimes it's for who you are. Sometimes it's for your life or your job, but at the core, it's always, always love. So, um, with that, I also launched my book. It is called Sorry You're Not Perfect. And it is a self-love journey that is both my story and I wrote it to help you go on your own journey and to get to a space where you find that love, that acceptance, and that space for yourself to embrace not being perfect um, and to really come to love and accept who you are as you are right now 
with the intention or the openness to continue to grow and continue to see more and more of your life and who you could be. So with that, um, I was having a conversation with one of my newly onboarded clients yesterday. Um, and we were talking about this situation that she's in where she's ready for a commitment and the guy that she's dating doesn't not want to commit to her. Um, but he needs a little bit more time and space. And so we had a long conversation about what that looks like for her, because I think a lot of people will hear something like that. Um, like the person that you're dating says, oh, I'm not looking for a relationship. And that causes panic. And that causes a lot of singles to be like, okay, well, forget it. I'm out of here. Um, and that's really what I want to talk about today um, is what are your options? What does it mean if somebody says, I, I want to date you, but I need a little bit more time. I need a little bit of space. I need to figure some things out before I'm ready to fully take that step. Um, and to dive into it, I actually want to refer to an article I found and I did share on my Instagram. So if you follow me, hopefully you were part of this conversation, but it is published by Psychology Today and it is called The Rise of Lonely Single Men. Um, and it's just kind of talking about how men are single and they are uh, one of the key points of it is dating opportunities for men are diminishing as healthy relationship standards change, um, which I I find to be very interesting because I think the implication here is that women have raised the standards and men can't keep up. And so they're all single. At least that's kind of what I got out of it. Um, and I can see to an extent how that could be true um, because of course with more women in the workforce and more women being able to make money um, the need to get married and have somebody provide for you financially has changed and I don't think it's quite as one-dimensional as that um, especially because I do coach a lot of really incredible men and they have high standards too. They're not out here just mistreating women and can't get a date because women's standards are so high. Um, and I think that part of the issue is how we're treating boundaries um, because I think they're relatively new. Like a lot of people, you know, generations before weren't practicing boundaries in the same way that we're being taught we have access to. Um, and, you know, with the rise of people going to therapy and, and getting that emotional support, um, then a lot more people are enforcing boundaries where they weren't before, which is great. And I have seen kind of where the disconnect is and, and that's where I want to take this episode. Um, and to just 
illustrate this point um, because another key point from the article says men need to address skills deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Um, and here's what I kind of see happening objectively. Okay, I'm not saying this is true for every single person, um, but I do think that there's kind of this um, standard or this narrative among women right now where everything's available, which I think is great. Okay, I'm not anti that. Um, however, I think the pendulum has swung so far in one direction where women are discounting good men because they're imperfect. And here's where I think that ties into boundaries because boundaries are being presented as ultimatums. And I see a lot of women. And, and men do this too, but, um, but I see a lot of women who will say, and, and I'm speaking from experience, okay, I was one of these women who um, expect the world, right? We're watching these shows where these guys fly across the world to be with you and, you know, these huge grand gestures and like all of that. And so when we're faced with men being men, just being human, getting things wrong, messing up, um, then we're so quick to be like, okay, bye boy, you know, like that whole thing, um, this very like, yes, queen, he better give you everything all at once or else it's see you later, there's the door. And that's not fair, that's not helpful. And I know, of course, all women aren't doing this, but I have seen a rise of this. Um, and I think that there's, both good and bad in it, right? Because I'm the first to tell you not to settle, okay? I'm not here to say lower your standards and, you know, get into a relationship that's unhealthy that you don't want where someone isn't treating you right. Absolutely not. However, there's also not a lot of grace right now for people to have a learning curve. And that's what dating is like dating and relationships in those beginning stages, especially before you make that long-term commitment. It's about learning. It's about, can you listen to and share and communicate and give someone the opportunity to learn how to love you? Or is it always all or nothing? And that all or nothing kind of mentality, I think, is predominantly coming from women. And yes, sometimes from men too. But um, but I think that just kind of the, the way society is structured at the moment, it's predominantly coming from women where we're saying, um, I mean, not me, I'm married. Um, but women are saying, if you have a flaw, forget it. I'm going to find someone else. Um, and again, I have seen this from men too. I had guys say that to me. Um, and, and I think that by and large, all of us would do much better to stop treating our standards and our boundaries and our non-negotiables and like what we demand as these really, really like 
all the same thing um, or in this way where it, it doesn't give any space for people to be human. Um, and so this was kind of the conversation that I had with my client who I mentioned before that she's dating this guy who's not 100% ready for commitment yet. Um, but the important thing to know is that he doesn't not want commitment. Okay. He's not like, no, my priority is to play around. He does want commitment. He does want commitment with her. He's just not quite ready to take that step yet. And I think that, um, that, that in and of itself actually presents multiple opportunities for her and for you if that sounds like a familiar situation. So if you are faced with dating someone who wants what you want, but isn't quite where you are, isn't quite ready to take that step, um, then there are really three major things you can do. And this is not all of your options, but these are the three major ones that stand out to me as a coach. Number one, you can say, okay, well, I'm super ready. If you're not, then that's okay. I'm going to find somebody else. And you cut that cord and you bail. And I see that happen as the most common uh, route for people. Um, and that's okay. But I actually don't think it's the best route because that person isn't saying, I don't want to be with you. And, you know, there's a, it's really common. I've seen it all the time where people are like, well, if they, if he doesn't want a relationship with you right now, he doesn't want one, like walk away or it's something to that effect. Um, and that is not necessarily true. A guy could want a relationship with you and still not be ready to take that step quite yet. Um, and whether or not you two can get to a space where you are on the same page is going to depend on which of these three options that you pursue. So number one, cut the cord, bail, go find somebody else. Number two is just keep dating him, don't date anybody else, be exclusive and hope that you're not waiting around too long and that he'll come around and that you guys will get together. That is an option. Um, I also don't recommend that option because he's getting what he wants in that situation, but you're not, right? So how do you both get what you want, right? Because in this first option, you get what you want and he doesn't. And in the second option, he gets what he wants and you don't. In the third option, you can say, hey, I hear you. I hear what you're asking. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're needing, which is a little more time, maybe a little bit of space, but overall not space from you, space with you, right? So he's not saying, I don't want a relationship. He's just saying, I'm not ready quite yet. Can you wait for me? Can you be patient? And you can say yes you can wait. And you can also let him know that you're happy to respect what he's saying to you. You're happy to give him a little extra time and to give him space to get what he wants because you hope that you two will come together 
And this is what I told her. Um, also communicate that if you two are not exclusive, if he's not ready to commit, that's going to be okay. And you can give him some more time. And you are going to start dating other people if you've stopped. Maybe you haven't. Um, but just be very clear that you are still keeping your options open. If he's saying, I like you, I want to build with you, but I'm not ready yet, that's okay. And I'm going to keep myself open to maybe finding somebody else who is there faster because my priority is a relationship. And it's not really about a relationship for relationship's sake, um, but it's okay to be ready for a relationship and to pursue that. Um, and so, in this kind of third option, you're saying, okay, I can give you space and I can not call this exclusive. I cannot call you my boyfriend. And if you're not my boyfriend, I'm not going to act like your girlfriend. I'm going to pursue other options. And if in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, we're still in this same place, we can revisit this conversation, or maybe you feel like you're ready and we commit but also maybe in the coming weeks or months, I meet somebody else who is ready quicker and then I get the relationship. And, you know, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes, right? So in this way, you're not saying it's all or nothing, right? You're giving space for both of you to still be pursuing what it is that you want. And this is the true power of boundaries um, because boundaries are not there to say, you must behave this way if you want me to stick around. Okay, that's manipulation. Boundaries are you communicating how you're going to act in the pursuit of honoring what it is that you want. So if you were to say, well, if you're not ready to commit to me right now, then let's break up. That's not a boundary. That's an ultimatum, right? If you were to say, I can hear you and hold space for you and still pursue what I want and hope that we will still come together. But, you know, life is life. And maybe that's not what's going to work out. Then that is a boundary because you're saying, yes, I will wait for you. And I will not put my needs on the back burner. I will still be pursuing them. I will still be giving myself space and, um, and permission to be seeking that out. And I hope that it works out with you. But if not, I'm still going to get what I want, right? And then in that way, it's not this, you know, like, or else, Um it gets to be yes and. And the reason why I think that this conversation is so, so important for you to hear is because when you get married, you have to hold space for you and your partner to be on different pages because that's still going to happen when you're married. You are still two completely independent people who are building a life together but sometimes what you need and what the other person needs are incompatible in the moment. And that's okay. It is a hundred percent okay for you to want something different than your spouse. Um, 
as long as, okay, caveat, as long as your overall vision and your overall goals and objectives are the same. So for example, when I was dating my husband, um, or I guess I should go back before, before I was dating my husband, um, I was going out with another guy who I really liked. He was very fun and, um, he was not being committal at all. Um, and so I addressed it and I said, Hey, we've been having a lot of fun together and I want to know, is a relationship something that you have in mind? You know, is that something that, that you're working towards right now or not? Because either way it's okay, but I want a relationship and I would like one with you, but if you're not interested, then I will find it with somebody else. Um, and he said, no, I'm not looking for a relationship. And that's okay, right? That doesn't make him wrong and me right. It doesn't make him good and me bad. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that our priorities and our overall objectives, what we're working towards right now is different, right? Because if he had said, yes, I want a relationship. I am looking to get married sometime in the not too distant future, and I'm just not ready to commit quite yet, but I still want to keep seeing you and working with you and all of that. That would be a very different conversation. But he said, I'm not looking for a relationship. I, I am not. I am looking to meet and date a lot of girls right now. And that's fine. He gets to have that desire. And I said, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Um, I am looking to start getting into that space of, you know, considering marriage. Um, and so I would like to pursue guys who do have that as a priority and we parted ways and it was no big deal. You know, like I was sad because I liked him, but also I was fine. It was like the, probably the smoothest like disconnect from dating a guy that I ever had um, because I didn't make it mean anything. I wasn't like, well, you know, because you don't want this with me, that means that there must be something wrong with me. And so you're a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. Like it was none of that. It was just seeing, okay, we want two different things and that's okay. And so when I started dating my husband, um, that was a conversation we had pretty early on was, are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for something long-term? Or are you just looking to date around? Because in DC, there's a lot of the uh, like shiny object syndrome, grass is greener mentality there because it's such a transient place. Um, there's always, always people coming in and out. Um, and it was a really, really interesting dynamic to be part of, but also just to kind of observe um, because I I was in a, a group of friends who like no one could date each other. No one could be in relationships. Like everybody asked each other on dates, but like nobody was getting serious because everybody was always anticipating the next move in. And so when I started going out with my husband, I was conscious of that. And I had just had that experience with this other guy. And I was like, listen, like, I know that this is kind of the thing out here. Um, that's fine. I played in that a little bit when I first moved and it was fun. Um, but 
I am ready to get married. I am ready to get into a long-term relationship. And I would like to see if I want to do that with you. Um, and, you know, his, his response was something like, I'm 34. I'm, I'm all done playing, you know, like, like I'm ready to be serious. Um, and so that response was a confirmation that we're on the same page. We have the same goal. And so then the next question is, you know, are we working towards that together? And in this space of just like being a little less reactive in these conversations about your boundaries and what you want and what you're looking for and giving a little more credence for people to want what they want without making it mean anything about you without having to cut them off or you know like kick them to the curb and gas queen like whatever um then you get to start building healthier relationships because um this whole mentality of you know the second he steps off then he's dead to you that's not going to bring you what you want. Okay. That's still playing into something that doesn't exist. That is playing into your own insecurities, because if you're so insecure that you cannot give someone space to be imperfect and to want something different than you right this second, even though their overall vision and objective is the same, and they just maybe need a little more time or space to get on the same page with you, then you're going to have a lot more issues because that's where that's coming from, right? If you cannot say, okay, we want two different things in this moment, but overall we do want the same thing. We want that with each other. Um, then that's your own insecurities at play. That's you saying, I I'm so afraid that you're not choosing me. I'm making it mean something that you're not choosing me, that you don't want the same thing as me, that we're, you know, not exactly in the same space at the same time, right this second. Um, that's, that's you saying, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have this. And so I must bail. I must run away because I can't face the reality and the work that it takes to, let you learn or to give you space or for the possibility that you might not come around. Um, and as long as you're operating in that space where nobody meets the grade and you're cutting everybody off. And, and this is very common too. This is very much both men and women. They create the unicorn syndrome, which is, um, you know, I just, I'm never going to find someone that's exactly what I'm looking for. And so I disqualify everyone for like these little things that don't matter. That is such a cry for help. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. You are special, but you're not that special. <laughs> like, you can find lots of people who can make you incredibly happy, who can give you what you want. But if you're not emotionally mature enough to give them some space to be on a different page than you for a time, then you're going to keep perpetuating that same nobody is good enough to be with me, quote unquote. Um, I can't ever find someone. I'm so unique. I'm so rare. If I ever find someone, they'd have to be so special. So blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. Like I'm 
I'm sorry. I was there. I used to do that. And, um, and I see it all the time, especially right now, because yes, the standards for dating have raised and that's across the bar. Men and women now are meeting each other and they're connecting and they're building relationships based on love and connection in a way that wasn't available before when marriage was a necessity, right? It's, it's not like specifically a necessity for you to live. Right. And so now how you approach dating has changed. And that is especially true with dating apps and with social media, because so many people are available to you in an instant that a lot of people are, are falling into that. Like, well, what if I come across somebody better? What if I swipe up on this person and then a better profile comes along and I miss out on that? Well, guess what? To commit to somebody is to miss out on all of the other relationships. And if you can't square with that, you are not ready for a relationship. Okay. So when it comes to raising your standards, have high standards, absolutely demand to be treated well. Right. And, and I say that, um, somewhat hyperbolically because like you shouldn't be demanding it. Um, I think there are good people everywhere. I think that most people have good intentions. I think that, um, most people are not out to hurt you. Most people are not out to mistreat you. And most of the time, what we perceive as being mistreated is actually a need that we have not communicated. And we're just assuming that the other person should know to do or not do this thing. And when you start assuming that your partner should just know how to love you without you telling them, without you being open and communicating, that is a recipe for breakup. That, that, that relationship just cannot last because nobody knows how to love you until you tell them how to love you, right? You can pick really nice people to date and the nicest person in the world, the kindest person in the world, I actually don't really care for nice people. <laughs> the kindest person in the world will still not know how to love you the way you want to be loved until you tell them. And yes, there are personality traits that are going to be more conducive and receptive to you saying, okay, like you're a very outgoing personality. And um, so it might be a little bit easier for me to let you know that, you know, I, I need to go out more, right? Like, like some people are so social and if they're dating someone who's not social and that's like a, a need that they have to feel good and to feel excited about life, then it's going to be a little harder to get your partner to go out with you if they don't ever want to go out. Like, right. Does that make sense? Um, so, so yes, like pick somebody who is compatible in a lot of ways that you can kind of gauge up front. Um, like I did pick my husband because he was social, he was outgoing. Um, I saw him at a lot of social gatherings and parties and dances and things like that. So I knew that he liked to be social as much as me. I knew that he liked people. I knew that he liked to have friends and get together and like do all of that. And so 
Um, so for me to, to let him know, okay, part of what makes me excited about dating and going out is to engage with other people. That's not a big deal for him because he likes to do that too. Um, and, and if you can siphon through people and say, okay, this person overall has a demeanor, a personality, uh, you know, he's, he or she is the type of person who I would get along with, who I feel like I can be very myself with, then a lot of times that's going to be a lot more conducive to when you have to have the conversations and you will have to have them, no matter how compatible you are at some point, you're going to have to say, okay, I have needs not being met. How can we have our, both of our needs met together? Um, it's going to make it a lot easier. It's going to make that conversation go a lot smoother. And when you start doing this work on your own, especially if you're single right now, start doing this work now, start learning what your needs are, start learning how to meet your own needs and start learning how to communicate with somebody else, how you're going to meet your own needs. And it will make those conversations in your relationship and especially in your marriage. So, so, so much easier, like so much easier. Okay. Um, if you want a little bit of support, Getting into that space, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, all well and good, but where do I begin, right? Like, how do I even know what it is that I want, what it is that I should ask for, what it is, like, what conversations to have about boundaries, what my boundaries are, go check out my book, please. It is written in a way to help guide you through this process um, to an extent, right? I mean, I can only do so much through a book, um, but it is there to guide you, to support you, um, and to help you along this journey. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I do have a lot more spaces available now for one-on-one. So if that's something that you're like, okay, I know that I need more support. I know that I want to work with Liv. I know that I'm ready to really up-level my life and fall in love in new ways. Then reach out to me, send me a message on Instagram, DM me the word Paris, because most of my coaching is actually inclusive of a Parisian experience, which you are definitely not going to want to miss because it changed my life. And I, I'm pretty confident it's going to change yours too. So I would love to connect with you. Be sure to reach out to me. If you have any questions, you can send me an email. I will drop a link in the show notes to my email, my Instagram, and to my book, whichever of those things, or if all of them call to you, then I encourage you to act on that feeling. Give yourself what it is that you need. Give yourself what it is that you want. And just know you can have high standards. You don't have to settle and you don't have to be issuing ultimatums. Let's do this in a healthy way. Let's bridge this gap and help spread more love. Okay. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.